genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one indignant dwarf at a time. I don't... I yeah, just, you know, it's I shame mean, minute. It is shame minute. It's just personal shame. It's peer pressure. It is. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us uh, this... Joining us today for the last time this week is Tierney Steele. Hi. Hi. I was going to say, should I just like jump in since I'm already like commenting on it? <laughs> right? So today we're talking about minute 110, which starts with Aragorn striding into the paths uh-huh. of the dead. Uh-huh. And ends with Théoden talking to Mary and saying, it is a three-day gallop to Minas Tirith and none of my rider... <laughs> None of my writers. Yeah, just he gets kind of yeah. cut off right in the last sound of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and Mary is sad about it. Yeah, this minute begins with John Reese Davis almost crying and ends with Mary like upset, and so I was just like, "Oh, the book ends." Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of feelings happening. I. I feel like every time I come on your show, I end up talking about how much I love John Reese davies And there's nothing wrong with that, right? No, not at all. <laughs> That's just standard operating procedure for being alive in this time and place. Yeah. But, right? Yeah. You know, WWJRDD. I, 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 I wish, I wish he, like, was given more to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Though I, lo- I, I mean, I love Gimli, but, like, you know. Right? Gimli Gimli's looks, great. He sounds like he's about to cry. And he look like it's he. You're right. He's given so little, and so I feel like it is so intense. Like the fact that there is a close up on a line of Gimli thinking things through with his feelings is like whoa. Right? Because what's he gonna do? Turn around? Yeah, the horses <laughs> ran off. <laughs> He's gonna walk oh. back to Dunharrow and hope that there's still someone there he can catch a ride with. Yeah. Like what's oh, okay? I will say I do. This is a situation Bones is left in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate Peter Jackson's obsession with the set more now that I'm watching this minute and you said he was like obsessed with how it looked because we do see the set very well mm-hmm. in these scenes with them. And if it looked cheesy, given that they're already being kind of cheesy, it would yeah. just totally take you out of it. Yeah, and because it almost takes you out of it anyway with some of the, the cheesier elements in the camera work and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just... If it tipped even a little more into melodrama or camp, you would just be out of the movie. Yeah. 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 So I, I will cut him some slack on that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I actually really, really like the transition from the Paths of the Dead back to the camp in Dunharrow. Mm. I I really like how the screen gets darker and darker until it's all uh, shadow. Except for the tiny bit of glint on the blade on Gimli's axe just before the transition. Mm-hmm. And, like, that disappears into the darkness as the scene changes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's actually, I think it's a really well, uh, like, a really well done transition for going to a black screen for a jump cut. Mm-hmm. I just think it's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, and when it dumps us into the Rohan camp, it's 
so active and everything is moving. So the contrast is really mm-hmm. well done. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of the few times where I'm just, uh, I mean, I say few, but by now it's probably, I probably pointed it out like jump cuts or like interesting traditions. I don't know, 50 or 60 times. Now, <laughs> uh, in the grand scheme of our, our episodes, but I think it's just one of the times we're just like, Oh, I really like that. Well, I think it's weird that like within the span of like what, three minutes we have like a, a fade to white almost. And then like a fade to black. <laughs> I mean, those are, huh. if you were to time the distance between them, it's probably not even two minutes yeah, between the fade yeah, to white, yeah. fade to black. Weird. Cause it's yeah. it. Wow. That's like the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's symbolism in there. Maybe he was just trying to ease us in. Like right, trying, to help us subconsciously prepare us for the end of the movie. He was trying to warn us. <laughs> the way is shut. Yeah. <laughs> Lock the theater doors, play the endings. Oh, no. <laughs> Lock the theater doors, do the scouring of the Shire. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Just, what? There's there's another 45 minutes? If it meant Pippi and Mary got their due, I'd have watched it. <laughs> That's fair. I think, like, I don't know. Pippin and Mary have a lot to do in this movie, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Just film it as, like, a 25-minute short film and then tack it on the DVD. Like, that's <laughs> they could have done that. That would have been great. <laughs> just, you know, I had more, so I'm just going to put it on the DVDs. <laughs> Just stick it on the extended edition for Return of the King. Uh, That's like when I remember when I got the extended editions. Extended, extended edition. Well, when I got the extended editions as a as a like a teenager, and like the Return of the King one, I'm just like, oh man, I wonder if the scouring of the Shire is back in the story. Like I really wanted it when I sat down. Like when I got the extended edition of Return of the King. That's so weird. Like because I wanted it because it's how the story Mm -hmm. ends, and I really just wanted to see it. Yeah, and it's just ah, they didn't do it. They did so much other stuff. But now I'm just like, oh, how exhausting would this movie have been? Yeah. Uh, um, when we see Mary getting ready, that wide shot, we see Hobbit feet. That was one of yep. the first, like, behind-the-scenes trivia things they ever heard was Sean Astin and uh, Elijah Wood and all those guys complaining about every day they had to put on their feet and they mm-hmm. didn't show. So Yep, because they don't in so many scenes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I always like to give it a shout out when I see it. <laughs> right, your pain was worth it Obviously. on this day, yeah. Dominic Monaghan. Thank you, and I love that. Oh, um, I really like Thaden in this minute because a he calls him Master Mary Doc, which is adorable and mm-hmm. respectful. But also, even before that, when they show him coming out of his tent, he my little note is he's so good at war <laughs> because he's explaining like. We have to get there fast, but we have to be able to fight when we get there. And I'm like, yes, look at you thinking things through and how you're going to be ready for the battle. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of this minute, I, I get why he says Mary can't come, you know, I mean, I think he should have expected Mary to want to go. I don't think he is, you know. He seemed kind of surprised that Eowyn didn't want to rule Rohan, and now he seems kind of surprised that Mary would want to go fight in front of Mordor. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> these yeah. these seem like pretty obvious conclusions that these characters would draw. But I also I see Thaden's point in both situations. Mm-hmm. Right, war is no place for a hobbit. 
I um, because we talked about the extended uh or the the added scene where Mary basically like pledges his sword to Rohan. Yeah. I can't believe that's not in the theatrical. I'd completely forgotten that that was right. an extended scene. And I think, like, and Theoden, like, um, accepts it so graciously. So I think including that and then having this, which is in the theatrical, yeah. is... Um, Cross purposes? They, yeah, they, like, clash. Hmm. I, I don't think they clash uh, all that heavily, really. Because the way in which Theoden talks to Mary here is very respectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like I, I know you. I know you pledge your service to me, but I, I, I don't expect you to go fight in the war. And I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to keep up on that pony. Yeah, like we we have to think about the logistics of this. Yeah, this like, is I'm logistics still, minute. <laughs> yeah, you know he calls him Master Mariadoc. He doesn't. He's not talking yeah. down to him. Yeah, I mean, like I, yeah, he's not being disrespectful yeah. like Aomer and Gambling were. Yeah, well, like Aomer's good. Yeah. yeah uh, well, like Amor, no, Amor and Gambling are going to be really disrespectful of Mary in a, in a few minutes. Oh, is it? Yeah. I always imagine that scene is like in in the like that night right? before. Oh no, yeah, it is the night before. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it was it's a few in minutes the dark. ago. I'm confused. <laughs> You're right. It was a few minutes ago. But the point is, Thaden does treat him with respect. Yeah, Amor's just like, uh, if only his arm was longer. Mm-hmm. Mm. I doubt the and- reach of his arm. <laughs> yeah. And Thayden is talking down to him, but that's not his fault. He's on a horse. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is a little condescending, the whole, like, hobbits have no place in war thing. Yeah. But, I mean, Thayden yeah. is just looking at this small guy in in the armor, like, getting ready to ride on a pony. And he's just, he's you're not going to get, you're not going to get there, work. man. Right? Who let this child yeah. out here? Just, who? Did I give him a sword? <laughs> who gave him a sword? <laughs> Where did he get this? <laughs> you know, especially with the whole thing of like Pippin getting the sword and being like, "Wait, whose sword? What? What? Where did the sword come from? Why did children have swords?" And exactly. I really liked it if it multiple times throughout this movie, someone went, "Who gave him a sword?" For both of them, <laughs> right? And then you know we find out it in just another be extra cut scene. ADR. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then you know we find out in another kid scene with with Pippin that the armor and sword was Faramir's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I just I would I would really love that if every so often you're just gonna be like, where did they get armor? <laughs> like, right? They found a helmet that fits Mary properly. <laughs> that I have again, oh, I, I have many so concerns. <laughs> like, did this this had to have used to have been Theodred's or Aomer's armor when Aww. they were like kids? It had he to have been so good. But why would that be at Dunhar? <laughs> yeah. Right. At least for Pippin, it makes sense because they're at their house, essentially. I mean, they had to have taken it from Edoras on the way here. Like, Mary must have gone and found stuff to wear because he pledged his service. Oh and Eowyn Ao- probably helped him oh find it. Oh my god, yes! Eowyn and Faramir parallels. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I think we, I think I talked about that, too. Like, Eowyn, yeah, Eowyn definitely would have helped Mary go find this armor. Like, she's yeah, like, as oh. As we're gonna see, Eowyn is thumbs up on this plan. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course she would be supportive She's of someone. super enable. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course she would be supportive of someone who just wants to fight and do their part. Mm-hmm. Just. Oh. She's like, I know just where there's a set of armor that'll fit you. And then they go to Theodred's room and Eowyn's weirdly sad and distant. And Mary's just like, what, where is it? <laughs> just, I don't oh, understand. It, it's in here. <laughs> it's just, oh, man. Just Theodred's armor for when he was like 12. Oh, that's so sad. 
It's just like a, a parallel to the Faramir thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay. If it was Theodrid's, though, like, wouldn't it be red? Oh, his helmet's kind of red. Yeah, it is. That supports that theory. Oh, no, now I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> and we've made Cassandra sad. Well, my work here is done. Bye, Aww. guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My work here is done. But she didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> uh, well, I guess this is my uh, my moment to talk about when they're breaking camp. It just really hit me again as it has before of i think i'm team rohan over team gondor oh yeah me too 100 i always have been and i people talk about minas tirith and how beautiful it is and i'm just like yeah but rohan's cooler (laughs) but all these horse people these horse people they're awesome right like but not like centaurs those are different (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fantasia totally different right but just yeah. Rohan, but like, just turn turn up the high fantasy in in uh, Tolkien, and it's just they are centaurs. Yeah, I mean, there are many people in Rohan who would be perfectly happy to be centaurs. They probably Urban. emotionally feel like they are. Carl Urban, perfect. He would be magnificent as a centaur. <laughs> just like wearing the wearing the helmet with like the big mane. Oh my god! But like a yeah. centaur. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I know what happens to that. He he's. He's not wearing that helmet in this scene. No, he's not wearing his helmet at all. Yeah. Also, you can see that he's about an inch and a half taller than Bernard Hill. That's fine. Yeah. He's royalty. Yeah. He's a... We'll allow it. Carl Urban is a big dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a strapping young man. Uh, and he, in his full armor here, marching behind Theoden, Carl Urban just looks big he's i mean because it's like the the broadness of his shoulders yeah the, is the shoulders are very pointy yeah i i love every time we get a, a good look at at theoden and amor's armors i think they're the most beautiful sets of armor in the movies mm. they're so pretty they're so intricate i really like mary's armor and the fact that this would have been a lesser armor like this isn't the craftsmanship that is going into Theoden's army <laughs> armor is totally different than this, and it's still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like it still looks so good. Well, he's not even really wearing any armor. He just the has helmet. the helmet, and yeah. then he has the bracers. The, yeah, the bracers or but the you gauntlets can see, or whatever. Like how the helmet fits and work all together. Ah, oh, it's just really, mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah, and you, the helmet is like designed to not interfere with the peripheral vision so much. It's got like the the, the big sweeping, uh, like, backwards uh, openings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, these people are really good at war. <laughs> yeah, it's an entire nation that's just all about nomadic war. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And there's something uh, there's something that if framed differently is really kind of grim about this idea of an entire nation so easily mobilized to war. But in this kind of scenario, it feels so larger than life. Mm. That like the, this whole society can just get up and yeah. go, and there's something about it that is like kind of uh, heroic, like the idea, like an entire people can all rise up to defend themselves so quickly like this. But taken a little further, this could easily become very dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, there have been a lot of civilizations and and human right. normal Earth history that are like that. And you're right. There's a lot of super dark sadness to most of the, all of them that I can think of but mm-hmm. yeah 
but just like something about the imagery of it is there, there's something about it that we're just primed to be like, oh man, wow, this is so cool. Just all this yeah. activity, all these beautiful horses, the armor, just all of these people kind of working as one towards a single purpose is like in a certain way, very inspiring. Yeah. And I think it helps that we saw in two towers, definitely that this isn't everyone. This is the nobility. This is the upper, you know, and then the fighters, but like we saw farmers, we saw kids work, you know, Mm -hmm. we know there's more to Rohan than this, but because it all stems from this, even the farmers have that like sense that 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 aesthetic that design that mental outlook Mm -hmm. right because when they're when they're called to war and we're being told that you know these so many thousand people came from this part of the Mm -hmm. the the place and 600 people came from here you know that those are also some like the sons of people manning farms and stuff they were just like well it's my time to do my duty i gotta go out here and fight for the king Oh, God, I just thought about the trailer for the live-action Mulan, and I'm going to cry. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That's a really gotta, good trailer. Gotta, gotta move on. Oh, God, let's talk about centaurs again. <laughs> right? Yeah, centaur Carl Urban. Recenter yourself. Thank you. Find Re- your inner, find your centaur. yourself, yeah. yeah. Find your centaur. Just... I'm glad we arrived at that joke yes. at the same time. <laughs> that was beautiful, guys. <laughs> This is why we do this together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that uh that was the those were the only notes that I had for this minute. Just right, yeah. just mooning over Rohan design mm-hmm. and and being sad for Mary, but I think you guys are gonna have some excitement next week. Right? Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah, the, the whole like the centaur thing. I'm still just kind of thinking about this. <laughs> like, you got elves and dwarves and stuff. Like, what if just between the two kingdoms of men, there was a kingdom of centaurs? Like, that doesn't feel super out of place, right? I think. Ah, uh, there's walking trees. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And ghosts. Like balancing the... And zombies. Balancing the fantastical yeah. elements of it all. I don't I don't know. Yeah. If there were centaur people, we would be sitting here wondering the genetic thing that happened to lead to centaur people. And I don't think that would help any of us. It would certainly make the whole Aragorn Eowyn thing a little weirder. Well, <laughs> right? I think the... Because, I mean, like, they'd probably just this literal horse girl is just like, line. oh, this human is literal really pretty. horse girl. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I think elves fill that fantastical, like, larger than life, like, I'm gonna moon over, like, the stars and the planets and whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. So, I don't know. Carl Urban is a centaur. Right. Carl Urban is a centaur. <laughs> Bernard Hill is a centaur. You don't hate it. <laughs> I think it's just Carl Urban. I, I don't know if I can take anything else seriously. <laughs> just Carl Urban. Yeah. With his armor. With like the big pauldrons. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And then he's got like barding in the back. But then it's like Mary rides to war on a saddle on Eowyn the centaur. <laughs> <laughs> but then like anyone could kill the witch king because technically they're not men. They're centaurs. Uh, you know right so it just had to be someone from the Rohirrim (laughs) Eowyn stepped her game up oh my god (sighs) I'm glad this is a Friday episode this feels like a Friday episode it does it really does (laughs) 
Just like everything's the same, but, but Rohan is Sentai's. <laughs> oh, that's silly. Oh, that's... What a silly week. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought so at the beginning, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, it's always like that. Oh, and, and, and Eowyn say goodbye, and we enter the paths of the dead. None of that seems silly, and yet it all was. <laughs> and yet... Here we are. <laughs> With centaurs. With centaurs. It's Carl Urban the centaur. <sighs> Bless. Thanks for joining us all week, Tierney. Yeah. You oh remind God. our listeners where they can find you. Yes, they can find me going to onesteelsister.com or following One Steel Sister on Twitter or Instagram. I also am still on Facebook, like... 99.9% because of listener groups for these podcasts. I have so much fun in there. <laughs> I can't give it up, even though it's a terrible product, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're too connected through it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I am releasing episodes of Joe versus the Minute, which is about a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan rom-com. Very different than these movies. And I'm starting pre-production on talking about a league of their own one inning at a time over the baseball season. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine parts. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. (laughs) I was feeling clever. (laughs) Like you said that earlier. I was just like, nine parts? That's Okay, cool. Yeah. So why not 10? But then you're like, oh, one inning at a time. Oh, yeah. Of course. Baseball. (laughs) Yeah. Sports. So, and uh, when I'm not busy podcasting on my website, you'll also find links to my writing. And hopefully by the end of this year, but I make no promises on when within this year, I will have a book for sale. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, not about anything fantastical, not quite in J.R.R. Tolkien's league, uh, obviously. But yeah, I write young adult fiction and, well, some, not adult adult fiction. Oh God, no, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I, uh, I've been writing for years and I've never published a book before. So I was just like, "Hmm, let's give this a try. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, that's the website is really becoming a hub in a way that it wasn't before. But mm-hmm. I've done so many podcasts and I have links to my guest appearances there. So it was just kind of like, um, I'm just going to add a page over here for the writing <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Nice. Well, remember us when you're famous. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, go check out uh, onesteelsister.com. And when you're done there, head over to duelinggenre.com and give the rest of the podcast on our website some love. And then if you just want to find more Movies by Minutes podcasts, head to moviesbyminutes.com for a, a complete or near complete list of all the currently airing and completed Movies by Minutes podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's Woo-hoo. an awful lot of them. So <laughs> I'm sure you can find another one to keep your attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk a little bit more about Mary. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Genre.